Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. And I we are on day four of Joshua, the book of Joshua in chapter four. And hopefully you are enjoying this lesson and really um, getting in the presence of God and being blessed and being encouraged each day that you are on a path of success and prosperity and a heart being filled with the power and the glory of God. So in chapter four uh, of Joshua is something that is is to me a, a great personal message of victory for each of our lives. And what I want to um, talk about that's key here is two things. I'm gonna a couple of things I'm gonna go over in this chapter one. The Lord told Joshua to choose 12 men, to choose 12 stones, representing the 12 tribes, from the middle of the Jordan, right where the priests were standing, where we left off, the priests were standing, the Ark of the Covenant in the Jordan. He wanted um, these 12 men to go take the 12 stones. And so Joshua appointed um, 12 men to do this from each tribe. And, you know, you ask, well, what do the 12 stones mean? Well, it says in the verse, and I think, let me see, this is verse like four or five. It states that in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. And the Israelites did as Joshua commanded. They took the 12 stones and they carried them over with them to their camp where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones they, that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood, and they are there to this day. Those are some stones I'd like to see. Now the priests who carried the Ark, they remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything the Lord had commanded Joshua had been done by the people. Um, and once the priests left the waters, the men of Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh crossed over ready for battle in front of the Israelites, as Moses had directed them. And this is about 40,000 armed for battle crossed over the plains of Jericho for war. So these priests weren't standing there for a couple of minutes. These were the warriors. 40,000, when you're waiting for 40,000 people to walk by who are armed and others, that's no couple of minute kind of journey. So that day, obviously, Joshua was exalted um, in the eyes of his people. And they stood in awe because he had what I call the mini Moses moment as well in front of them. And so what I found key at the end, which I can relate to our lives today, 
that when we go down to verse 20, it says, And Joshua set up at Gilgal the twelve stones they had taken out of the Jordan. He said to the Israelites, In the future, when your descendants ask their parents, What do these stones mean? Tell them, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the people of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. So the end of that chapter is what I want to talk about today. Many believers and Christians, we celebrate some key holidays. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. We celebrate the resurrection. And I think we leave out many things. And and one thing I do admire about the Jewish culture is that they celebrate victories and losses and recognize the different times God has come through for them, um, Passover, or times of struggle. And as believers, we need to do a better job at sharing our victories with the Lord, with our children. Because I know I counsel and talk to many people and they, they think the Bible is, you know, something that was written long ago, but each of us has the Bible within us. If we're a believer, then we've been through some battles that God has brought us through. And too many times I did this myself. When I was in corporate America and I broke through the glass ceiling to a group vice president, the first female, first African-American, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I saw that as I got this victory. I accomplished this. I'm making these multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. I got this big bonus car and all of this stuff. I did not. I'm sure I said, thank you, Lord, somewhere in there. But on a whole, I celebrated and relished in what I had accomplished. And I have, because of the Lord showing me and teaching me this in prayer and seeking him, have shared stories with my children. And, and that's the, the really the main reason I wrote the book, was to share that everything I, I achieved wasn't about, it really wasn't about me, but it was to show God's power that a single, I came from a single parent household, even though I had a great relationship with my father, the youngest of six children. I felt abandoned, felt alone. I didn't have any corporate clout. I didn't have any connections. But I thank God I got into a great college and I thank God that he orchestrated my steps to have people who spoke into my life, who mentored me, who coached me and left me hungry for people who could show me what success looked like. 
And I'll never forget, I went to, he was the most senior person at the Woolworth Company for, who was African-American. For those who are maybe 40 and over, um, you might remember this store in America. And I was at, he was an African-American male, and he had, I was a part of this um, intern program in New York. And he brought the interns to his home. He had tennis court, pool. Here was an African-American man married with a strong family and children and lived in this estate. And I, re- I remember, and maybe because I grew up in New York, I, I wasn't shocked that an African-American man had this ability. And I think because in New York, you see successful people of all color and race. I never had a mindset because of how my parents raised me, thank God, that blacks, whites, or whatever color that you are, or national nationality, that your ability is not limited. But I remember when I saw this man's house, and I remember saying, wow, maybe one day I could have this. And I, we call it knock on wood, or I praise God that he gave me a life to let me have that for my children. And for me to come from nothing to a group VP role that I can live, could have lived in a country club neighborhood with my kids in great schools and had an awesome life, a different life than I had. And so when we think about, you know, what the Lord asked and what Joshua wanted them to do with this memorial with the 12 stones, it's sharing our stories with our children and our grandchildren. And so when I'm asking you to put things in your journal, it's not just for today's exercise. What I want you to do, you know, a year from now or two years from now, when if you, when you have young children and they're going through different struggles in life, yes, there are nice books that we can buy and read them stories and hope that they glean a learning from that. But what about your story that you can share how God helped you overcome and they will sit on the edge of their seat the same way in anticipation for how what's going to happen in your story. Imagine sharing the, the power that God has put in your life with your children and your grandchildren. I look forward to the day when I have grandchildren and especially a granddaughter and a grandson, but especially a daughter who can know that she doesn't have to feel powerless or have doubt that, you know, in your weakest moment, God is still there. And that as a young girl, if you've, if you've um, read the chapter in the book, how the Lord came and rescued me. I want my children, your children, to know that in the midst of their struggle, God can rescue you. God can dry up the Jordan so that you can walk through. God can move your enemies and silence them as you walk through to your promotion. These are the things that we want to have journaled because we won't remember all the details and we'll remember it in such a summary that we would have lost the sting, the power, the emotional connection that our children or grandchildren or even our spouse could be blessed upon. Maybe many of you aren't married yet. And when you're talking about the importance of your relationship to God, imagine sharing an experience with um, someone you're dating, 
how God came through with you. Maybe that will help connect them to you. Also help them see how serious you are about your relationship with God and maybe make them hungry for that same type of relationship. You see, God didn't tell them to um, share these stories just for entertainment and jokes. This was to keep them faithful. And this is how our family and our generations lack blessings because when they can see what God did for their grandmother or their mother, then they can believe it for themselves. I can tell you that from my grandmother and from my mother's life, that when I feel low and I feel stressed, I remember my mother made it through a tougher time with less skills, less available, less knowledge. So who am I to think that God has not provided a way out for me when I have had more advantages? All of us have more advantage. You know why? If you have access to the internet, you have more advantage than anyone in your path. Because if you don't have the answer, you can seek it out via the internet, social media. You have many means of gaining knowledge that generations prior to us did not have. So I challenge you in your journal today to start thinking about what what areas or what testimonies you want to maybe highlight and put on there that this is a great story for children or grandchildren. So you can mark them. So in the future, you want to keep your journals in a box and in a special place so that when your children's children come to visit you one day, before they go to sleep, that you can say your prayers with them and you can read them an encouraging story. And guess what? You can be their hero with God that, wow, So that child is raised up knowing that God gave me a powerful grandmother. God gave me a powerful mother. God gave me a powerful aunt. God gave me a powerful godmother. Or possibly even a sister. Let's use the same message that God told the Israelites. Basically, do not forget this day. When I dried the land and put out before you an army that was going to capture the territory I promised you. Maybe your business hasn't um, um, been the, the six figure or seven figure number that you hope it will be, but it will be. But in this time of faith and waiting and praying, I always tell people when you own a business, you really need a relationship with God because you are praying every day for clients and customers to make purchases. And it really draws you when you work for a paycheck, there's different. It's a different struggle than when you have a business, because it's not only affirming your business, but it affirms you personally when people are buying from you, it's personal. And so I want you to share these victories and guess what? Failures. So that, why did he want them to share what worked when those that didn't follow God's law, some of them got burned up, some of them didn't make it to the promised land. Those are the stories that will keep your children focused. And in the midst when they're with friends and have to make a choice between doing what's right 
or doing something that might lead them into danger, that that one story might be the thing that they remember in that moment and choose the right thing. I had that happen with me with friends in middle school who were choosing to go the route to drugs. And I couldn't imagine myself. The Lord showed me what the outcome would be. I couldn't see myself on the street strung out in drugs. I couldn't even imagine my ever desiring that. So it led me never to get involved with drugs. And when my friends started getting high and skipping school and doing those things, the Lord put within me the mindset that I needed new friends. And so what? I might have to start hanging with some of the square people because he gave me a vision to see where those people were going. And the only reason I had that was because I had a father and a mother and a grandmother who not only prayed for me, but shared some stories with me that let me know I would lose if I chose that way for sure. And so I want you to be that light, be that voice, to have that testimony of power for them to know that God is for them, for you to bless generations to come, that they know God, embrace God, and never let him go. That the word of God is real, but that they have a flesh and blood example of God's power. I pray you be encouraged this day and be blessed and know that what you're writing in your journal is not only important for you, but it's important for the future of your family and your family's history. God bless. Enjoy. Enjoy.